Welcome to another episode of What She Said. Um, I'm so, so sorry that of the kind of sporadic nature of these episodes, but I've just been hella busy with minimal childcare. Anyway, I'm bored of talking about it. <laughs> In today's episode, I chat to Amanda J, who I spoke to, oh my goodness, it was like almost a month ago. Um, we had the most wonderful chat about unmuddling your brand, which is what Amanda's all about. We talked about the incredible way that she um, clarifies, helps you clarify branding and all, you know, web design, all of that stuff that can feel super alien and really inaccessible. Um, we also talked about my absolute obsession, which is Trello. Um, she, I've been trying to use Trello for like, I don't know, five years or something. And finally, Amanda made me see the light with it. Um, with like a £30 template. She's incredible. I just highly, highly, highly recommend her. Um, and I'm currently doing her Clarify My Brand or Clarify Your Brand course. It's insanely good. I've had so many light bulb moments. Anyway, this isn't one big <laughs> promotion for her stuff. Although, actually, you know what? I'd really sign up for at least her newsletter. She offers a whole heap of value. If you really enjoyed the episode, please leave me a rating. It just means that iTunes doesn't hide me in their vaults. And since coming back, I've lost a lot of audience. And that's fine because the people who listen are always so wonderful. And this isn't like a money-making thing for me. But um, I know it really helps people. So if you have the time, then, you know please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as we should say. That's the only place that you can leave a review. I think you can leave a review in some places now, like Google Podcasts, but it just iTunes would be amazing. I think that's it. Um, I'll be back soon, a couple of weeks' time, maybe three weeks' time with another episode for you. Um, I think I've got one recorded and I'm recording another one today, so... That's it. It's like 30 degrees today. I'm recording this sat in my bed in a bikini and nothing else because it is hot. So as soon as I finish this and upload it, I'm going to go and get Hi, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go There's straight in and Enjoy say I have got someone on the podcast today who I'm super, super, super excited to talk to because I've been fangirling her for a while now. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know you'll know you would have heard of her um so Amanda Appiah guy can you introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't know you and I'm pretty sure the majority of my audience will will know you but if not who are you where did you come from what are you doing here (laughs) tell us everything (laughs) hi thank you so much for having me on um I'm gonna really quickly say that my surname is said Appiah J um, oh, I'm, I'm so no. sorry. I should have asked first. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fine. Um, I'm trying really hard to make sure I say it in the like proper way and not in the way that like other people want to hear it. You know, people often don't yes. realize. So I massively appreciate people trying in the first place. Um, but yeah. Um, so I help brand, I help business owners to unmuddle all their thoughts and really work out what makes them amazing at what they do and then help them communicate that through words and visuals. And I'm on a bit of a mission to help, 
you know, thousands of business owners to realize that they don't have to do business in a certain way and that you can find a way that works for you. And that actually you should find a way that works for you because when we do business in a way that doesn't feel right and that feels really hard work, then I just kind of feel like, why are we doing it? So, mm. you know, um, so that's my my mission. I'm on a mission to help people realize that they can take ownership of that. They can take ownership of their brand. They can be themselves and show up online as themselves. And that that's actually a really wonderful way to do business and helps you to build a business that supports you and supports your what you want out of life. Um, so that's what that's where I'm coming from. That's your mission. And how do you do that in kind of more specific terms? Yeah. Um, so I offer... So I work with people in different ways. So um, I do a lot of one-to-one work. So I do uh, branding, visual branding, uh, brand strategy, uh, web design. Although I do have a team now, which is great, who help me out with uh, making sure those projects come to life, which is really exciting. So I take one one-to-one projects and then I run courses and workshops sometimes and then I have some passive products Trello template shop um, which is my main one which uh, where you can go and you can buy templates ready to go for Trello the project management tool Um, and that's my favorite one that I'm growing at the moment because I know how helpful it is to be able to actually I've had so much feedback from people about how they can actually just plug it in and go and find a way that works for them so that's really exciting. Um, so how did you come to everything? Because so I'm guessing your tradition, your background is kind of like your business is so many different strands. It's very cohesive, but I'm guessing you came to all of them in different ways. Yeah, such a good question. So this is one of the things actually that I talk about with clients is that we often we look at our past experience and we discount that when it comes to them business because we think oh, it wasn't in the same field or in the same way so I have a design background going back I studied design in graphic design and then um and then I went on to costume design but didn't complete my degree actually um costume design wow so that was that was fun but I just realized it, I was like oh the lifestyle isn't for me so I didn't complete that um and then I always I always had re- like, loads of shame around the idea that I didn't actually complete my degree but anyway but that's never actually helped <laughs> um and then I went on to, and then I briefly managed a team at M&S. So um, I worked in the cafe and bakery there. And then I went on to become an account manager for an outdoor advertising company. So I would be pitching to clients and um, pitching in agencies and uh, would get up in front of people. And I used to be somebody who hated kind of sales. But the more I did it, the more I realized that actually I was, I actually really enjoyed it. So um, I used to, yeah, selling became like a normal part of everyday life then when I worked in the corporate world. But I actually, from the beginning of my corporate career, had a business alongside that. So I started up a wedding stationery, started up out with wedding stationery after designing my own um, for my wedding. And I started there and then I, and then Not On The High Street got in touch and said, we'd really like you to come sell on our website. And it all kind of went from there. So I, then my stationary business grew and, uh, and I started doing other products. I started doing, um, yeah, Christmas cards and birthday cards and wedding cards. And there were some crazy summers over the, not crazy. I'm trying to be careful my language now. And mm. wild summers, I think language is really important. Um, mm. Wild summers where we 
would be up like till 3am packing card orders when I was pregnant with Ollie. Like I look back now and I just think, how did I actually do that? I don't know. Um, uh, so had a stationary business for a while. Um, so I, I ran that for, I want to say around like six years actually. And then I, um, I'd, I had two children while I was doing the stationary business on the side alongside full-time work, um, went on maternity leave. Um, and then I just realized at, at one point, I think it was, we, we had to move house and I was like, my heart's just not in it anymore. And I wasn't loving it. So I, the, and also we were moving, we couldn't, um, we had to temporarily move into my husband's parents and it was a case of I either outsource everything or I moved to an office space and I just realized I was ready to let the stationery business go. So I ended up finding another, not on the high street seller who, um, took it off my hands and I got rid of all the stock and, um, yeah, so I, so I sold it off to somebody and then I had this big chunk where I just felt totally lost because what I was doing, I then wasn't in a, in a corporate job and I wasn't running a stationary business anymore. Um, so I started to explore other ideas and I had a few other ideas along the way. Um, I had this big idea, which was a big tech idea, which I ended up not pursuing. Um, and then one day my husband just went, why don't you just do what you're like already good at? <laughs> and it was really funny because it just, it was a really stark contrast between the like, to stereotype a little bit here, woman saying, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. It has to be perfect before I launch this thing. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I can apply this to anything else. And he was so clearly able to see, why don't you just do what you know and love? Like what you're already good at. So it was a really kind of interesting, like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, simple. Um, and it's not that simple in terms of there's so much wrapped up in our, um, and how we feel able to do those things and how we feel if we feel worthy to have what we want to have but um it was that was the start of me just saying okay I'm gonna do what I, I love I, I love design I'd I'd done design because I'd designed all my own stationery products for years so I'd kind of done branding work anyway so I basically just started put my services out there and started to get clients <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I think that's a really yeah sorry go on and yeah and that was kind of just it all really snowballed from there and because I already had uh something of like a group or something of an audience already because of having the stationary business I was able to get going quickly then from there so yeah and I guess were those people somewhat in your like dream clients list anyway or yeah, exactly yeah and yeah. in the they were the, the people who needed my services mm-hmm. already so I was able to make some make some contacts there quite quickly and and then it all just yeah it just it started that it just it started with me I remember just one day I woke up and was like yep I'm just gonna do this and I'm just gonna dedicate I'm just gonna actually do it (laughs) and I actually do you know what's funny is I've got the mug in front of me right now I went to um I went to the shop and I bought a like one pound mug and it was like my mug of motivation I called it and I use this mug all the time still and it's like really like the boys know my kids know they're not allowed to use it because like that's mummy's mug so (laughs) I got this mug as like my thing was like I get to choose if we 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 have choices like some of us don't have the same choices as others and I think that's really important to be aware of but we have 
certain choices that we can make. And I just decided that I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I know I can help people. So that's when it started. I think it's a really good example, though, of um, when you're really aligned, when you're really in tune um, with your intuition and your kind of, I don't want to go too woo here, because I'm not woo. But (laughs) when you're, (laughs) when you're very aligned, you can make those decisions without too much fear like okay the stationary business isn't working for me it just doesn't sit right with me whereas on paper perhaps doing a pros and cons list and you know talking about it till the cows come home maybe you wouldn't have made that decision but I I think yeah and knowing that I want to do this because I love doing it and I want to help people and I know I can Mm. I think that I think that's pretty powerful yeah I think you're right and I think sometimes it's those like sometimes things come together in a way that allow you to make that decision quickly. And I think, and lots of people, so I was then able to actually build up my, my business as it is now is actually start to build it up quite quickly. But that was like, I had then years of experience of running a business already. So it wasn't that I, you know, so I think that as well, we often like, um, look at people and think wow that's so good already or they build business really quickly but actually don't think about the past experience that people have had as well um and because I was able to just feel into this doesn't feel good but this does feel good and this is and I I also thought about all the things I really didn't like about having a product business and the way that 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 ran and just feeling like I was like I just don't want to do things that I don't want to (laughs) do in (laughs) my business like there's not a lot of things we have like there's some things we have control of in life and there's some things we don't but we can control how we run our business so that was something that I was able to say yeah I don't I don't want to be up at like 2am packing orders so yes I'm not going to yeah brilliant (laughs) I had kind of a similar realization when um, it was coming up to the end of mat leave and I had to go back to work a little bit earlier than I planned and I just knew that I didn't want to go back to what I was doing before mm-hmm. I didn't want to be selling courses I didn't want to be doing journalism mm-hmm. in the way I was before um but I had all these other strands of my business that I kind of did just because I did them I was like I just want to do them maybe I just do them and it's mm-hmm. been the most successful business I've ever launched mm-hmm. in that I haven't had to you know hustle it has it's, there's been so much ease with it and you're right. And that's because I've got so much experience behind me of launching things, of of starting new things, of working with clients that it's kind of all led me. And that combined with the fact that just I'm super aligned, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all kind of come together like a perfect storm, but a good one, a good perfect storm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so nice when that happens, isn't it? Because it, it, it enables you to actually... Like my job, like it doesn't feel like work anymore. And mm. of course, there's, there's always bits which are like, I don't like doing this. So I basically, every time I'm like, oh, okay. So if I could make this much more money, I could outsource that bit of my business. That'd be great. So that's how I kind of look at it now is that if I don't enjoy something, I would love to outsource that one day. We can't always do that, but that's like the aim. But I, it feels, just feels so good to like actually really love what you're doing and it to feel aligned in that way. And I think, you know, when you're like, actually, I'm really, really excited about this. Like, like, and you feel really in tune with your, with, yeah, with what you're doing and your message and what you're talking about. 
it's it gives it that extra level of instead of just saying I, I need to run a business because of this 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 and this and actually doing something you really love and saying how could I make this really how could I make this more fun how could I enjoy this more well that's the thing that kind of gets you gets you up in the morning and gets you actually working when you can't be bothered mm. um that's the difference between uh, you know in lockdown people have been and if it, one of my children is crying never mind <laughs> it's all right the father's with them um (laughs) in if anyone's listening in the future we're currently coming out of um a uk-wide lockdown um because of covid19 it seems very weird to say that as if it's totally normal which it kind of is for us now but anyway uh, so lots of people have been flung into working from home that wouldn't normally be working from home and the thing i i don't know if you get this a lot but the thing i keep getting asked is oh I don't know how you do it how do you work from home I just can't be you know I just want to watch Netflix all day and honestly my answer is more often than not well because I because I have to (laughs) I don't have a choice (laughs) nobody's paying me if I don't work (laughs) that's my motivation (laughs) so true (laughs) so I really wanted to talk to you about um unmuddling your brand because honestly since following you I have had so many light bulb aha moments um just really from I don't know from like an email here and um an Instagram post there and you know whatever like you're just so you just speak my language oh thank you you, yeah so I really want to give that gift to all of our listeners um yeah you know, I love to do like I'm an Enneagram three. I don't know if you've done the Enneagram test, but. Um, no, I haven't, but I keep hearing about it. Yeah, I love external praise. So that makes me happy. Um, I, um, I, what was it? So I suppose it starts when I, so about two years ago now, I'm trying to think when I started using unmuddle, like that word. And I think it was two years ago oh my goodness, time is going so fast. I just can't even keep track of time anymore. Um, me and my husband, I kept saying to my husband, so my husband works in brand marketing and he'd been helping me with some stuff. And I'd, I'd never really got him interested in the stationery business. He'd, um, he would help me pack orders late at night when I was pregnant, I think, because he felt he had to and he couldn't leave his <laughs> wife up packing orders. Um, but I'd never really got him excited with anything. And then one day I remember saying, I was like, I really want to run a workshop, uh, a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> you run that workshop <laughs> we want to run a workshop so one day I said to him I really want to run a workshop um on uh, you know around brand positioning do you want to help me do it he's like yeah okay let's do it and so and then we'd we'd run this workshop as kind of a test and I got some friends on board and everyone chipped in to buy a room so we could like test if it worked this idea and it worked really well and it was really interesting because you don't really see your spouse working like in their element like that. So it was really nice to see um, Michael putting together um, brand positioning statements and seeing the way his mind worked. And I was like, just thinking, this isn't fair. I want you to do this with my business. Like I don't have someone doing this for me. I'm always doing this for other people, but it's really hard to see your business like yourself. You, mm. you need that extra pair of eyes sometimes. That's why, you know, we need help through coaches or through other, following other people who can help us with these things. So we sat down and looked at all the different things I, I talked about and all the different things I did. We actually, we hired like a, a like little 
workspace in, in Brixton, like a room with two whiteboards in it. And he, he wasn't happy that I took him all the way across London to like go and <laughs> sit in this room. <laughs> but we hashed out this whole plan. And I was like, what I do is I help people to unmuddle, whether I'm talking about productivity or whether I'm talking about branding my kind of my my magic or my super skill there is seeing the common threads in lots of different ideas and bringing them together in a way that's cohesive and I felt like that was what made what I did was that that was what made it different so that's what I then kind of formed all my my business was around helping people to unmuddle their brand and then what that gives them is ownership over it so once you can get clear on it you then can work out how do I actually want to do this how do I want to speak to my customers um and then I guess the, the unmuddling comes from looking at all these different things and coming up with different ways to, to get those thoughts out and to make sense of them. And I have a need just in my personality for things to make sense. Sometimes that holds me back in life because I, like something has to make sense for me to do it. And, you know, so then I'm, that sometimes can hold me back. And so I'm aware of that. Um, but it's a really, it's a really powerful thing if you can be able to see okay, so these are all the different things and this is how we can bring them together to speak succinctly to somebody. Um, and there's like loads of different ways you can do that. So uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I can give some ways or... Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Let's, let's dig in. Um, okay, so one of one of the top things that... Um, so I talk about different things, right? I talk about productivity, I talk about organising your business, um, I talk about branding and um, branding and design. But the thing that runs, it's about finding those things that run through it. So one of the things that you can start off with doing, if you're having trouble in your brand, trying to work out, okay, but what am I actually really trying to say? Or how do I make this more understandable is to actually just start like writing stuff down. So get big pieces of paper or you can type it, but it's actually, it's better for um, our brains see, see things differently. So we see things differently when we see it on paper than if we see it on a screen. And what can be really powerful is just writing down all of those different um, things you talk about in your brand, for example, or all of the different words that you um, that feel right. So say, for example, your brand might feel nourishing or nurturing or um, warm or calm, welcoming, all these different words. And then you might write down all of the words that you, uh, that, of things you do. So uh, maybe you talk about health and healing or um, making decisions or trusting your body and writing down all of these things on post-it notes or pieces of paper and then finding alternatives. So get get on a thesaurus, power, th power thesaurus, I can't say that word. Power thesaurus is a great one because you can put in a word and you can see alternatives for words really easily. Look at all the alternative words and then group them into like kind of themes that make sense for your business and try and find like what's the common ground between these different things I'm trying to say so that you can pull those different things into sentences to start explaining your business better. So that's one of the exercises that I do with my clients when they're first trying to work out. These are all the things that I'm passionate about or these are the things that make me different, make me good at what I do. How do I explain this to people? So that's a really powerful one. And even things like um, there was uh, even things like, yeah, writing it down on a piece of paper, because when we then you can move things around and they then we see them different. We'll make different connections when we move those pieces of paper around, you know, like when you shuffle Scrabble tiles on a like yeah. Scrabble like Boggle or something, I don't know, yeah. shuffle the pieces and all of a sudden like new possibilities are there. So just getting like using pen and paper, different colors, 
um, our brains can see things differently and make those connections. So that's a really powerful exercise. Oh, wow. That's so fascinating. What is the, what do you, typically when your clients um, first start working with you, do you see a bit of a common thread? I'm going to make a big presumption here and say that I'm presuming that most people who work with you are women identifying not necessarily cis. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> I don't know if that's correct. <coughs> Um, for the most part, I work with women, um, but I also don't specifically say that. So I work with anyone, but I would also, I don't attract a certain type. So I don't trend to attract somebody who's going to mansplain to me. Mm-hmm. So I would, I work with people who I get, who I would get on with. I wouldn't not work with somebody, um, yeah, based on their gender, um, I don't know, but I think what's, but one thing I do find time and time again is that as women, we we tend to not see what makes us amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was going with that. I realised yeah. I didn't actually really end the question. Yeah. <laughs> but you got it. You got where I was going. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I think that's it. And that's what I do see time and time again. And is that we like and this is why I why I love what I do because so what often happens is I'll get on a call so one of the the theme, themes that I see so I'll get on a call or speak to somebody and and I'm like that's amazing that sounds incredible I'm like okay so show me your website show me your Instagram and then we look and they're like oh yeah and I'm like I don't see that like what you're talking about I don't see it there so where's the disconnect and it's like we are often really w- when we start talking about it for ourselves, if we're speaking to somebody person to person, we're often like really like passionate and our passion comes across and we can, we're enthusiastic about what we want to do. But then when it comes to actually getting it out there into the world, we kind of shy away from that. And so I think that is what I love seeing is seeing that in people and they'll say, oh, I'm not creative. And I'll look at what they're, they're talking about. And I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> you really are. Let me show you how you are. So another really fun activity you can do and I recommend this, especially if you're feeling stuck for words, if you can't work out what makes your brand different, what makes what you do, you know, special, then you can pair up with a friend and talk about what you do and your friend writes it down. So you start, you can, your friend can ask you questions like, okay, so what do you do on a day-to-day basis? What do you do? This is really great if somebody, say, works in a job that they don't love right now and they're trying to work out what could I do differently, like if I could do a creative job or if I could start my own business, but I don't know what. And we often can't see those transferable skills. So sitting down with with a friend who's able to then write down all of the things that come with what you have to do day to day. And you, as they speak, you can think, well, that's problem solving. Well, that's creativity. That's uh, relationship building. And we can then see, we can help each other to see what our magic and what our special, um, you know, skills are as well. So that's what I see a lot. It's what I do with people is that I'll often just get them to talk and then just write down what I see. And we can do that with each other as well and help each other with that. That's really clever. Yeah, it's a really good one. I mean, it's so simple. It's mm-hmm. so simple. And you're right with, I think... I, as you were talking, though, I was thinking another another thing I, I think as women that stops us from talking about our businesses is that we don't want to annoy people. We don't we don't want to sell. Yeah. And I definitely for myself, I really struggle with the selling aspect. Yeah. 
and when I've had advice from people who have really kind of said you know you just you just need to sell you need to people need to see it 15 times or you know whatever the stat is before they commit there has to be a like no and trust blah 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 and I I I really struggle with it because the people that are normally telling me to do it in this kind of very regimented blueprinted way Mm. you know you know the type um you know often American um Mm -hmm. kind of business gurus are a bit like this with their marketing funnels Mm -hmm. and and kind of super slick email Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stuff and you know that's not me so yeah and I and I know for a fact there were loads more women just like me who feel the same and I think there's the selling aspect yes what what do we do what do we do fix us this. (laughs) Um, this is something right that when I that that actually held me back for a long time because I was looking at it and 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 seeing okay well people I see who are successful they've sent me like five emails today and I just want to delete them all now and I want to unsubscribe from their list or the way that they were doing things just felt like really bordering on unethical sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I really hate that kind of that like pressure marketing of um, like, there's sometimes that kind of that idea of like, if you don't buy this, like you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, you yes. know, you, if you it's don't, it, that's your own thing. And I think we have to be careful that we like, we can look inside and, and say, um, am I not investing in something because I actually really can't invest right now? Maybe I don't have the funds or maybe it's not the right thing for me. I don't have the time. Is that a genuine thing? Or am I scared to invest in myself because I don't believe in what I can do? So there is that that nuance that we can look at ourselves and really kind of investigate that. Um, but there does seem to also be a kind of, yeah, that you're not going to get anywhere if you don't invest in this program. And I find that happens sometimes in marketing and I find that really off-putting. And I think that when you realize that you can be successful and that's a whole loaded word as well, right? But um, whatever version of success is right for you, when you can do that in a way that feels good for you, that doesn't feel like you're selling your soul, um, then you can feel really happy in your business. And I think also is that, I I feel like I'm I'm sounding a bit judgmental here, but now when like I also think that could that works for people. Clearly, that's working for people. Otherwise, those emails wouldn't be going out. People speak in different ways, and that's fine. If that doesn't if that doesn't float your boat, just don't like don't do that. And creatively come up with different ideas. If you hate 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 doing live video, it might be that you just need to do it and you need to keep doing it and you need to get uncomfortable and you maybe want to do it but you actually might find that there's other ways that are better for you so there's somebody who I found I can't think of her name off the top of my head who she now almost entirely runs her business through Pinterest and it's none of it is like face to face she was like I don't like doing the stuff where I have to get my face out there and so I don't do it anymore and I just think that if we can find ways that work for us it might be a little bit of video in there and not as much as you know as people tell us that we have to get out there all the time and if that doesn't feel right there's a time to push ourselves and get uncomfortable I think and that the more you do it the easier it becomes but then there's also a time to say well, what else could I do let me see if there's a way that I can enjoy this more um I think you're right on that I do think you're right I think there is um there's like a small voice that you have to really be tuned into that's that's that will be saying I don't want to do this because I'm frightened. 
mm. because I'm not good enough. And those sort of things you probably should work through and try and do it anyway, feel the fear and do it anyway. But there is another small voice that's saying, this person is a double agent for the patriarchy. And I don't want to spend £1,097 on yeah. that. <laughs> because, yeah. because I don't think it will do anything for me because I I really really have a feeling that there are quite a lot of us and I have done this myself as well I've invested and it has been the wrong decision I've invested Mm -hmm. as a way of of procrastination and as a way of kind of just avoiding doing the hard stuff and Mm -hmm. handing it over to somebody else almost the responsibility over to somebody else Mm -hmm. um that's not their fault because they weren't promising me anything but I guess Mm -hmm. you know in some cases they were but you know that I think we have to be really careful because there are other that you know it people who are really successful coaches or whatever um live workshop runners um (laughs) can also just be really good at selling yes so I think and and you know there are a lot of vulnerable women out there who feel like they need to be given permission to do something and feel like they can't press go on their business until they've done xyz training xyz coaching because that kind of legitimizes them so you know and I think really that comes down to the coach to have the ethics to be able to spot the difference between people who can who yeah are at the right stage to work with them Yes, I think that I think that goes not just for coaches as well, but for any service provider. Yes, so if someone yeah. comes to me and says they want branding, and then I look at their business and realize that they don't need branding right now, that what they need is something else, then I will tell them that. Because I think I would be doing them a disservice if I then take their money and I'll create a beautiful brand for them. <laughs> but in six months, that's probably not going to be right. Because if you're not clear on what you need out of visual branding then your the result is not going to be very is going to be short-lived and Mm. so I think like we all kind of have that ethical responsibility as service providers um when we're working with people especially I mean if somebody signs up for something and they've got that money to spend that's you know uh like to a certain extent it's like if that's how they want to spend their money it's how you want to spend their money but also I think that yeah for me that's like an education piece there of like actually you could be doing something else first and maybe you need something else before you do this and that would be a better way to work and you'll get a better result from that as well because I do think sometimes we we invest in stuff in our business that we don't need yet so even though I I do website design um I don't think like everyone needs a website and I think we often feel pressured to need all the things and again it's that that thing I think of that confidence for women, that permission that like, oh, well, when I've got my branding and my website and I've got this and I've got that, then I can launch my business. But actually like you've, you've kind of just got to start. And if you, if you start and you just accept that you're going to make mistakes and there's going to be room for change and you're going to change, you're actually going to have a, um, you're going to have a better experience anyway, because then when you do like say get branding or website or take a, you know, sign up with a coach, you're going to have a better experience because you're going to be in a better place for it. And I think we often just have to kind of test first before we need all of the things. And yeah, I think you're right. I think somebody has to be tuned in to say, is this right? Which is why I think a lot of that marketing, like, is that I I think one, I think one that's sometimes why 
some marketing feels unethical because it's preying on that like oh if you just do this then you're going to make your like 10 grand a month mm. done and one it's not that simple two like sometimes people are literally like yeah take out a loan to pay for this like that's mm. just a whole other level um but I think also it then what doesn't help with that is that then feeds into us not wanting to market because we don't want to p- appear like that yes so, do you see what I mean so like yeah. we don't want to be seen as as somebody who's taking money like that and now I also think there's that piece where I try not to make a judgment on how somebody else like we all make judgments right but I wouldn't share <laughs> with them. um we try you can scroll past it I try not to make a judgment on how somebody else is making their money in that way because yeah if that's working for for them that's great but I think we just need to be able to tell the the alternative stories of ways to talk about this in different ways without the pressure selling without the um without any without feelings of guilt that would come if somebody decides not to invest in your services or something like that yes yeah that's a really good way of putting it because it can I I'm terrible I'm terrible for being super judgy which has come from my because you know it's my own like trigger I guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah putting putting a different story out there is is the answer that that's exactly right that's what I that's why like I'm on a mission to help people see that like there isn't one way to do this like you can do this in a way that feels good for you and that like is in line with your with your values with what you you know with what's important to you I think there's there's sometimes this what feels like as well is that if people are following us if people have been consuming our free content which we put out there uh that people then owe us sales and I'm not saying everybody thinks like that but I think that can kind of like I felt that that kind of twinge of like a of that before so I think so the more I've looked into that feeling of that myself the more I really want to make sure that people understand that it's not somebody's job to give you sales it's your job as the business owner to make offers that are irresistible to people that they want to buy into and so I think and we can do that in different ways but I there's this thing that happens when you when you're launching something new or when you talk about selling that sometimes people then they don't want to like your post or share it because then they're worried that maybe you're going to um you're going to assume then oh that they're interested now I need to convince them to buy and you don't want to be in that situation it's like when you accidentally like pick up the phone um to like a a marketing call and you're like oh my goodness I wish I hadn't picked up the phone (laughs) Um, and so I want like people to know that like people can you can take my free content and never buy from me and that's okay with me it just has to be okay with you and you, we have to make our own decisions if we're ready, if we want to invest in something and if it's the right thing for us to invest in. And I don't think that marketing should make us feel, yeah, should just feel, make us not feel that shame or guilt for not investing in something. And in turn, that then do we feel that shame? Because, oh, if I'd invested in that, my business would have grown more quickly or I'd be where I want to be now. Um, and I think we can we can stay away from that and we can stay true to what feels right for us and still yeah run a successful business and do it in a way that feels good. I I think so too. I didn't really think about it like that. The only thing I would add to that is that I do think where I disagree probably a little bit is that I do think there's a level of entitlement around you have to it's okay to just 
consume, consume, consume free content um, because that person is on the internet and therefore I'm entitled to it. And probably I'm more talking about from marginalised groups, for example, anti-racism educators or... But even even marginalised groups who aren't talking about anti-racism, marginalised groups who, who are talking about whatever they want to talk about, that kind of level of entitlement that we shouldn't and it it it's that's a wide wide conversation because that I mean the reason that print media is dying and the reason that um journalism jobs are being cut journalism and broadcasting jobs are being cut and rates are being slashed every single year is because of collectively as a society globally we don't value content creation mm. So that's, I just shit all over your point there. (laughs) I don't think think you do. Oh, that's a different, like, it's a nuance. There's a nuance because, like, I think also it's it's different in something like anti-racism education or where, um, or something where, like you say, like from a marginalised group who are education, they deserve absolutely, I don't like the word deserve because everybody deserves stuff. Um, but, but even if it's not education, it could be just just marginalised community, just marginalised people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's, there is so much free content out there, right? And so we do become a bit of a, almost a, an, it can become, uh, we're just looking for the next, the next hit of like, oh, mm. a bit of free content, I need to, to do that. And actually then if we don't invest, we can find that ourselves. But I think it's more from the other side of the coin is more it's that we can't, um, we can't know somebody else's financial situation really, yes. right? Yeah. So it's more not making a judgment on somebody else not investing is that mm. because we have to make that, we know our finances, we know why we're not investing in something or if we are. So it's more that I think, we sometimes feel um, like, oh, but my audience, they've, they've um, uh, I, I know they've got the money. You can't mm. know who does. So I think it's, if it's, it depends on, yeah, on how you're, on how you're positioning that kind of in terms of asking for, asking for the sale. Um, yeah. I do, I do think you're right. I think you're right. I think there's a, a, almost like a formulaic approach sometimes that we've been fed the idea that if if x amount of people sign up for your free challenge then you're going to convert them and so therefore if you don't convert x amount it almost feels like hey but actually they've got every right to just sign up for that free challenge because you were saying there's no strings attached to it you can't then attach some strings (laughs) thank you I think that's it I think that's it and that and often things that say there are no strings attached there are a whole bunch of strings <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so I think that's why that's where that feeling comes from I think um and I think you can then do things in different way you can do a webinar or a workshop that is helpful that somebody can take away information from that that they can apply to their business without investing in the course at the end but definitely from like you say from marginalized communities on the other side of that we have to make sure that we're not just taking 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 mm without thinking about actually wait we need to we need to make sure that we're not the ones who are saying oh well, I'm just going to consume that free content there because I don't have to invest that because there is free content yes yeah it, it's nuance you're right um 
I want to talk about Trello before we wrap up because for everybody listening, if you haven't heard me talking about Trello, actually, I don't talk about it all that much. I think I've talked about it a few times, but (laughs) I bloody love it. I love it so much. So many people were like, oh, which one did you sign up for? I'm going to do the same. Um, So what I'm talking about is um, a work management tool similar to, so when I first started using Trello, I don't know how many years ago it was, um, but I saw Trello and Asana and another tool. And so I thought, oh, yeah, I'll sign up for the free trial. Um, blah, 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 tried it, just couldn't get on with it. And then I kept seeing people that I really respect or people that I think are really cool um, talk about Trello. And I was like, why can't I get on with this? So mm-hmm. I tried again, just couldn't work the damn thing. And then I discovered Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd seen your template shop a while back and I was like, I really want to buy this, but I've tried Trello a few times and uh, well, it's just not for me. And then I bought one of Amanda's templates and oh my goodness, it changed my life. I'm still using Trello, I don't know, a month after I bought it, which I think says a lot actually, because I use it regularly, like every single day, normally with stuff like that. I think a month is a good amount. Um, Come back to me in three months and I guarantee I'll still be using it. It's so, so good. I I can't tell you how much you changed my life. Everything about, I've even started adding my own butler commands in. Oh, babe. I'm so happy. I'm so proud. (laughs) I'm like a proud mother hen with my Trello chicks. (laughs) So talk to me about Trello. Why, Why you use it? Why you started doing templates? Okay. So, um, so I, like you had used Trello for years. I think like I signed up for Trello, I think like really early days, like it was, it only been around for a year or two when I signed up to Trello and I tried to use it again and again. And the, the thing that is great about Trello is also the thing that makes it not great in that it's really flexible. But that also means that like, if you don't have any kind of structure, it's kind of hard to find a way to make it work that you can stick to. Right. Um, and you can just end up with like 50 boards and no way to actually make sure you're checking in. Um, so over time, I developed this system that uh, I was like, I after using it myself, the system, I like perfected it for a long time. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Oh, actually, I was on a retreat with some friends and they were like, what is that? What? Like, how does it look like that? How are you making it do that? And I was like, oh, there's this tool called butler and you can make it like repeat here and it can you know um do loads of like auto commands for you and it's really great anyway and I just after that I was like I've got to I need to like give this to the people right I need to give the people what they want because clearly like it's not working just using Trello as it is there are loads of different ways to use it and there are loads of different templates out there So you could use it in like a bunch of different ways, but I basically found a way to make it work that is flexible, especially if you are, um, maybe if you have children or if you don't have a lot of time in a way that you can use it, that's flexible, that also doesn't kind of add to your stress and or shame levels around productivity, which is really important to me. Um, that's a whole other conversation that I get (laughs) excited about. Um, but, um, 
so I, I, I'd come up with this idea anyway. So then I ended up doing it as a course. Um, and then that, that was when I first did it as a course. And then I kind of just kept perfecting it. And then I released it again as a course and like over and I'd sold it just before Christmas and I was going to do the course in January. And then over Christmas, Trello changed everything and I had to re-record all the content and it was really annoying. Oh, but, um, but then at the end of last year, um, I just kept thinking, I was like, there's a way to do this. So I don't have to do it as a course that I could just make it so it's templates and people can pick and choose. And I actually have quite a lot of people who buy a template and then come back and buy more templates. Mm. So it's worked out really nicely to have it in the shop like that. Um, I'm going to do, basically, I'm going to do its, its own sales page at some point because I need to really like sing the praises of this template. Um, yeah. thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> I honestly cannot tell, um, because you've reminded me that I want to come back and buy some more, some of the like meal planning ones. Um, yeah, there's so many cool things you can do with it yeah. when you know how to like use it properly. Um, and yeah, it's just getting that initial, just having you, create that template and so I started off with something oh and also I still have Princess Consuela banana hammock in the client (laughs) because it makes me laugh every time I see him (laughs) that makes me happy Um, yeah I think it's that's the thing it's like also if you look at like the, the the detail in in the that you have to do for the those commands for example I get it. We're like really like going into Trello right now. We've like firmly gone for Trello focus here. <laughs> to it is that actually like talking about productivity, if we're talking about productivity, it took me like a long, long time to come up with the exact way, like a lot of trial and error, that it would take hours for somebody to replicate that just from scratch without knowing how to do it. Yeah. So that was when I realized I was like, this is actually a really valuable resource because it's taken time out of, because I've just showed somebody like giving you like, this is how you do it do it do it like this and this is going to do this and I'm not usually one to say this is the way to do stuff but unfortunately like on the Trello commands it's like maths it's like you get it wrong or you get it right yeah so um being able to like that specific showing someone a specific way to do something works really well but what I really love about it as well is that just the the flex to be able to say I didn't get all of that stuff done today but it's no big deal because I don't have it in one massive list on my desk, like, you know, on a piece of paper here. And now I feel overwhelmed because I ticked nothing off or I feel um, like I have to now write all that stuff on my to-do list the next day. You can just like get rid of the cards that you didn't do or like it's no big deal. And I feel like we sometimes as women as well, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get done like far more than we would be able to do with the time we've got. Mm. We also, as humans, we tend to um, underestimate how much we can get done in a long time, but we overestimate how much we can get done in a short time. So being able to uh, kind of give ourselves that flexibility to say, this is great. If I get this done, great. If not, like it's no big deal and just let go of that, um, I think is really really strong because we often find ourselves working in ways that are very, uh, that just, promote that whole productivity shame spiral I didn't get enough done that means this that means I'm never going to get to the there and then we we think to get out of that right we have to get up at 6am and drink a smoothie and go for a run and we then start telling ourselves all these things instead of treating it like a treat for ourselves for me like having the organizational system of Trello set up is part of my self-care because it helps me to not feel overwhelmed so yes yeah and me yeah totally I absolutely love it 
Um, so everybody, where where can everybody buy the, buy your templates? And also, you've got something coming up right now, soon, oh, end of the month. Is that right? Um, so I probably I'm not sure when this will go out, but I will. Um, I've got the clarify your brand framework, which might be the sales might be finished for that, but you'll be able to buy it um, as uh, like kind of as a work through DIY course, which is about clarifying your brand through um, in seven different ways, through seven different elements um, so that you can kind of, you have a framework to always work through again and again and make improvements in your brand fast. So that one's really exciting. And then the Trello template shop is getting a makeover um, over the summer. So uh, you'll be able to buy the Trello templates and then also sign up for, uh, I've got, uh, it was a course and it's going to be, re- it's going to be formulated slightly different, but it's called Organize Your Life and Business. And it's about, it's like a dip in, dip out, choose what you need um, to get organized in your life and business in all the different areas. Um, and I really feel as well, like the thing is with, and so you, you can find me over at amandapaj.com. Um, and I think, and Instagram, I'm on Instagram all the time. Um, but I think what we also do is we often like, especially if we are, especially if we're parents to small children, or if we have, if our like lives are very connected, or even if you just work from home, I imagine, is that we kind of forget how entwined our lives and our business are. And so I think being able to have those two things and like, so organizing your life, (laughs) is also kind of organizing your business sometimes It's like organizing your life in a way that it makes your life stuff easier can also make your business easier. If it's, if it's a toss up between, do I do this in my, for my life or do I do this for my business? And so kind of finding ways to integrate that and not make it as stressful, I think is really, it helps you to grow your business too. Not that that has to be the aim. You could also just have a nap. <laughs> but we can't I just feel like we can't pretend that sorting out your life doesn't also help sort out your business when you're a small business owner yeah 100% thank you so so much for giving me your brain for this hour I really appreciate it um thank you so much for having me thank you